Hello, my friends, and welcome to a very late edition of the Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, December the 14th. Um, <laughs> just been one of those days. In fact, the truth is I totally forgot about the podcast until uh, early afternoon. And by that time, I mean, it has just been such a busy day. So here it is, 5.05, and, uh, and coming to you, it'll be a short one today. But it is a feast day today, St. John of the Cross. So I'll speak a little bit about him and our gospel today. But let's dive right in then, shall we? Matthew 21, verses 23 to 27. So Matthew 21, 23 to 27. Let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus had come into the temple area, the chief priests and the elders of the people approached him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them in reply, I shall ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I shall tell you by what authority I do these things. Where was John's baptism from? Was it of heavenly or of human origin? They discussed this among themselves and said, If we say of heavenly origin, he will say to us, then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we fear the crowd, for they all regard John as a prophet. So they said to Jesus in reply, we do not know. He himself said to them, neither shall I tell you by what authority I do these things. The Gospel of the Lord praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the temple area, brothers and sisters, so this is where Jesus is teaching. It's got various levels. The the heart of the temple, of course, is the Holy of Holies. It is the tabernacle. It's uh, only the priests are allowed in there. Then there's the next ring out where the men, Jewish men, are are allowed. Then there's the next ring out where Jewish women are allowed. Then there's the next ring out. It's called the Court of the Gentiles. Most likely, it is in the court of the Gentiles that Jesus kind of went off and tucked in a corner and was teaching over there. Uh, so it's not like he was getting up in front of everybody and teaching. Uh, but because he was teaching within the temple area, uh, the chief priests and the elders of the people, uh, I think appropriately enough, came to him and said, hey, okay, you know, tell us what's going on here. Why, why are you teaching? By whose authority are you doing those? Uh, They're responsible for everything going on in the temple. They just wanted to make sure uh, Jesus was, you know, um, I don't know. I don't want to say in line, but but they're responsible for him. So they're checking on him. That is is easy enough. But Jesus then in this in this wonderful just one simple statement, you know, question. I'll give you all I'll ask you one question. If you answer for me, I'll tell you everything you want to know. Where was John's John's baptism from? Heavenly or human origin? And you heard the thought process going on within the chief priests and the elders of the people. Oh, you know, if we we say it is of heavenly origin, he's going to say, why didn't we believe it? And if we say it's uh, of the people or, or of human origin, the people are going to be angry at us because they consider him a prophet. Jesus has put us in this catch-22. But do you know what you didn't hear in the midst of this gospel? You didn't hear the chief priests or the elders of the people 
trying to answer Jesus's question honestly. They were trying to answer it politically. They were trying to figure out what's the right step. How do we do it in order uh, that we not, you know, get painted in a corner ourselves or get the people angry at us? But none of that, my friends, is the question. The question is, where did John's authority come from? And they couldn't answer it because they chose not to answer it. They chose not to engage in the inner struggle with what is true. Where did it come from? My friends, so Renee and I are watching a show. We, we were free on Friday night. It was, it was just one of those nights where we came home, Thad was working, Aileen had some things to do around the house. So we're, we're just sitting there, and, and we had had dinner. We're like, what do you want to do? Like, let's go see what's on, on Netflix. And we decided to start a new show, and we started The Crown. And now, let me tell you something. First of all, it's wonderful. Secondly, let me tell you, don't get into The Crown unless you've got a lot of time. Because it's got four seasons out there, ten episodes each season, and each episode's like an hour long. So Renee and I are almost through season one after three nights. I mean, that's, that's putting in a lot of time. Here's my point, though. So it's following, at least right now, the royal family from the death of uh, George, uh, King George. It's where it starts in the mid-1930s. Uh, well, mid-1930s with his, his ascent to the, to the crown. Uh, but then ultimately, really in the 50s, when he is, uh, he's early 50s, he's dying, and Elizabeth comes to power. We're really looking at those early Elizabethan years. And everybody has an agenda. Everybody, and not only in the royal family, everybody around the royal family, all the servants, everybody, they're not being honest with each other. They're, ju- they're all hiding behind things, and they're not being truthful. And I, and I looked at Renee last night, and I'm like, it's got to be so hard wearing those masks all the time. My friends, I, here's my point. I think... You and I can get comfortable sometimes in our own roles and in our own masks. No different, I suspect. Just different masks, but no different than the royalty and and those people around them. Um, And we can start believing those masks are who we are. And so when people engage with us, we're not being honest to who we are and what we're about. I think that's the issue with the chief priests and the elders of the people here. They're not being honest. They're, they're being political, and they're trying to sidestep, and they're trying to figure out what the best answer would be, but they're not saying, you know, this is what I believe. And if, if this is what I believe, what is this calling me to? Maybe that's worth pondering for us today and saying, what masks have I become too comfortable with? And, uh, and how can I begin to trust Who's behind that mask? You know, Billy Joel's The Stranger comes to mind, that song. Oh, so good. So good. But, you know, that whole idea of do we hide and, and allow a stranger to uh, engage with other people and not our real self? Because I think that's where God dwells, is within our real self. And not, 
He doesn't, he doesn't even know the mask because that's all illusion. He can't engage with that. St. John of the Cross, um, let me tell you something. Uh, I, again, what I know, I know little of, and, and I've had Dark Knight of the Soul on my bookshelf for years, and I've not read it yet. Um, but here's what I know. Um, he is a doctor of the church, uh, a theologian, a mystic, a poet. He was incredible. He, he lived, uh, born in 1242. So again, think, um, think of that time in that same time. I mean, the spirit must have been so incredibly active in that 13th century because it has seen Francis of Assisi. It has seen Dominic, St. Dominic. Uh, another Spaniard, by the way, Francis of Assisi, of course, Italian, St. Teresa of Avila, a Spaniard. And now we got St. John of the Cross, a Spaniard. I mean, what was going on in Spain in the 13th century? And to be in the company of those people had to be incredible. Well, John of the Cross was ordained about the age of 25. He was born in 1242. So let's say that was 1267, age 25, Carmelite, like uh, Teresa of Avila, Avila. And uh, he, um, like Teresa, uh, was a reformer. And like Teresa, when you wish to reform, you are going to meet resistance. And they met all of that. And, and uh, ultimately, uh, for John of the Cross, to the point of imprisonment. Um, but, but again, everything, the reason to call him John of the Cross is time and time again, he came back to the idea, brothers and sisters, if we are to truly live, we must die to who we are. We must give away uh, in order that we will have life. I mean, it's, it's that classic idea. And he came back to it time and time again, the paradox that the cross leads to resurrection, agony leads to ecstasy, darkness to light, abandonment to possession, denial of self to union with God. If you want to save your life, you must lose it. John of the cross. That's why they call him of the cross. Constantly he's on that paradox and he invites us into that paradox. He was, uh, I, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it because I haven't read it, but he was supposed to have been an incredible poet equaled only by his prose, um, which, you know, Dark Knight of the Soul would be prose mostly, but his poem, uh, Ascent to Mount Carmel is supposed to be incredible. Um, and, uh, Again, because of all this, he's made a doctor of the church. Uh, died too young at the age of 49. Uh, but it was in his, and again, the, the, the uh, paradox here, it was in his prison cell that he came to life. That he didn't allow that to be it, but that's where he began that mysticism. Not Maybe he didn't begin it, but that's where he experienced it on, on another level and the poetry that came forth and the, and the writings and things and, and just gravitated to who he was, who his name was. Um, and maybe there's something for, for us today. And, and again, I don't speak to you, but me, who can be comfortable in where I am. And I don't want to self-deny uh, or, or give up. Uh, but I think that's what the gospel continually calls us to, isn't it? And um, to challenge ourselves to say, okay, to what do I need to die today? To whom do I need to die? And what does that look like? Let's pray. Uh, we are on the glorious mysteries this week. So let's, uh, again, bring any intentions. I, I want to bring two today. You know, one of the reasons today was so uh, busy was 
um, had a couple of people die over the weekend and just want to lift them, specifically Jean and Vern. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery, thankfully, the resurrection of the dead. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, blessings to you, and may you have a great rest of the day, what is left in it. And I promise to come to you much earlier tomorrow. God bless. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a very late edition of the Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, December the 14th. Um, <laughs> just been one of those days. In fact, the truth is I totally forgot about the podcast until uh, early afternoon. And by that time, I mean, it has just been such a busy day. So here it is, 5.05. And, uh, and coming to you, it'll be a short one today. But it is a feast day today, St. John of the Cross. So I'll speak a little bit about him and our gospel today. But let's dive right in then, shall we? Matthew 21, verses 23 to 27. So Matthew 21, 23 to 27. Let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. 
When Jesus had come into the temple area, the chief priests and the elders of the people approached him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them in reply, I shall ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I shall tell you by what authority I do these things. Where was John's baptism from? Was it of heavenly or of human origin? They discussed this among themselves and said, If we say of heavenly origin, he will say to us, then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we fear the crowd, for they all regard John as a prophet. So they said to Jesus in reply, We do not know. He himself said to them, Neither shall I tell you by what authority I do these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the temple area, brothers and sisters, so this is where Jesus is teaching. It's got various levels. The, the heart of the temple, of course, is the Holy of Holies. It is the tabernacle. It's uh, only the priests are allowed in there. Then there's the next ring out where the men, Jewish men, are, are allowed. Then there's the next ring out where Jewish women are allowed. Then there's the next ring out. It's called the Court of the Gentiles. Most likely, it is in the court of the Gentiles that Jesus kind of went off and tucked in a corner and was teaching over there. Uh, so it's not like he was getting up in front of everybody and teaching. Uh, but because he was teaching within the temple area, uh, the chief priests and the elders of the people, uh, I think appropriately enough, came to him and said, hey, okay, you know, tell us what's going on here. Why, why are you teaching? By whose authority are you doing those? Uh, they're responsible for everything going on in the temple. They just wanted to make sure uh, Jesus was, you know, um, I don't know. I don't want to say in line, but, but they, they're responsible for him, so they're checking on him. That is, is easy enough. But Jesus then, in this, in this wonderful, just one simple statement, you know, question, I'll give you, I'll, I'll ask you one question. If you answer for me, I'll tell you everything you want to know. Where was John's, bap John's baptism from? Heavenly or human origin? And you heard the thought process going on within the chief priests and the elders of the people. Oh, you know, if we, if we say it is of heavenly origin, he's going to say, why didn't we believe it? And if we say it's uh, of the people or, or of human origin, the people are going to be angry at us because they consider him a prophet. Jesus has put us in this catch-22. But do you know what you didn't hear in the midst of this gospel? You didn't hear the chief priests or the elders of the people trying to answer Jesus' question honestly. They were trying to answer it politically. They were trying to figure out what's the right step. How do we do it in order uh, that we not, you know, get painted in a corner ourselves or get the people angry at us? But none of that, my friends, is the question. The question is, where did John's authority come from? And they couldn't answer it because they chose not to answer it. They chose not to engage in the inner struggle with what is true. Where did it come from? 
my friends, so Renee and I are watching a show. We we were free on Friday night. It was it was just one of those nights where we came home, Thad was working, Aileen had some things to do around the house. So we're we're just sitting there and and we had had dinner. We're like, what do you want to do? We're like, let's go see what's on on Netflix. And we decided to start a new show and we started The Crown. And now, let me tell you something. First of all, it's wonderful. Secondly, let me tell you, don't get into The Crown unless you've got a lot of time. Because it's got four seasons out there, ten episodes each season, and each episode's like an hour long. So Renee and I are almost through season one after three nights. I mean, that's, that's putting in a lot of time. Here's my point, though. So it's following, at least right now, the royal family from the death of uh, George, uh, King George. It's where it starts in the mid-1930s. Uh, well, mid-1930s with his, his ascent to the, to the crown. Uh, but then ultimately, really in the 50s, when he is, uh, he's early 50s, he's dying, and Elizabeth comes to power. We're really looking at those early Elizabethan years. And everybody has an agenda Everybody, and not only in the royal family, everybody around the royal family, all the servants, everybody, they're not being honest with each other. They're, ju- they're all hiding behind things, and they're not being truthful. And I, and I looked at Renee last night, and I'm like, it's got to be so hard wearing those masks all the time. My friends, I here's my point. I think... You and I can get comfortable sometimes in our own roles and in our own masks. No different, I suspect. Just different masks, but no different than the royalty and and those people around them. Um, And we can start believing those masks are who we are. And so when people engage with us, we're not being honest to who we are and what we're about. I think that's the issue with the chief priests and the elders of the people here. They're not being honest. They're, they're being political, and they're trying to sidestep, and they're trying to figure out what the best answer would be, but they're not saying, you know, this is what I believe. And if, if this is what I believe, what is this calling me to? Maybe that's worth pondering for us today and saying, what masks have I become too comfortable with? And, uh, and how can I begin to trust Who's behind that mask? You know, Billy Joel's The Stranger comes to mind, that song. Oh, so good. So good. But, you know, that whole idea of do we hide and, and to allow a stranger to uh, engage with other people and not our real self. Because I think that's where God dwells, is within our real self. And not, he, doesn't, he doesn't even know the mask because it's all illusion. You can't engage with that. St. John of the Cross. Um, let me tell you something. Uh, I, again, what I know, I know little of. And, and I've had Dark Night of the Soul on my bookshelf for years, and I've not read it yet. Um, but here's what I know. Um, he is a doctor of the church, uh, a theologian, a mystic, a poet. He was incredible. He, he lived... Uh, born in 1242. So again, think, um, think of that time. In that same time, I mean, the spirit must have been so incredibly active in that 13th century, because it has seen Francis of Assisi, 
It is St. Dominic, St. Dominic, uh, another Spaniard, by the way, Francis of Assisi, of course, Italian, St. Teresa of Avila, a Spaniard, and now we got St. John of the Cross, a Spaniard. I mean, what was going on in Spain in the 13th century, and to be in the company of those people had to be incredible. Well, John of the Cross was ordained about the age of 25. He was born in 1242, so let's say that was 1267, age 25. Carmelite, like uh, Teresa of Avila, Avila. and uh, he, um, like Teresa, uh, was a reformer. And like Teresa, when you wish to reform, you are going to meet resistance. And they met all of that. And, and uh, ultimately, uh, for John of the Cross, to the point of imprisonment. Um, but, but again, everything, the reason to call him John of the Cross is time and time again, he came back to the idea Brothers and sisters, if we are to truly live, we must die to who we are. To who we, are. we must give away uh, in order that we will have life. I mean, it's, it's the classic idea. And he came back to it time and time again, the paradox that the cross leads to resurrection. Agony leads to ecstasy, darkness to light, abandonment to possession, denial of self to union with God. If you want to save your life, you must lose it. John of the Cross. That's why they call him of the Cross. Constantly he's on that paradox, and he invites us into that paradox. He was, uh, I, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it because I haven't read it, but he was supposed to have been an incredible poet, equaled only by his prose, um, which, you know, Dark Night of the Soul would be prose mostly, but his poem, uh, Ascent to Mount Carmel, is supposed to be incredible. Um, and... Uh, Again, because of all this, he's made a doctor of the church. Uh, Died too young at the age of 49. Uh, But it was in his, and again, the the, uh, paradox here, it was in his prison cell that he came to life. That he didn't allow that to be it, but that's where he began that mysticism. Not Maybe he didn't begin it, but that's where he experienced it on, on another level and the poetry that came forth and the, and the writings and things and, and just gravitated to who he was, who his name was. Um, and maybe there's something for, for us today. And, and again, I don't speak to you, but me, who can be comfortable in where I am and I don't want to self-deny uh, or, or give up. Uh, but I think that's what the gospel continually calls us to, isn't it? And um, to challenge ourselves to say, okay, to what do I need to die today? To whom do I need to die? And what does that look like? Let's pray. Uh, we are on the glorious mysteries this week. So let's, uh, again, bring any intentions. I, I want to bring two today. You know, one of the reasons today was so uh, busy was um, had a couple of people die over the weekend and just want to lift them, specifically Gene and Vern. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery, thankfully, the resurrection of the dead. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, blessings to you, and may you have a great rest of the day, what is left in it. And I promise to come to you much earlier tomorrow. God bless. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a very late edition of the Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, December the 14th. Um, <laughs> just been one of those days. In fact, the truth is I totally forgot about the podcast until uh, early afternoon. And by that time, I mean, it has just been such a busy day. So here it is, 5.05, and, uh, and coming to you, it'll be a short one today. But it is a feast day today, St. John of the Cross. So I'll speak a little bit about him and our gospel today. But let's dive right in then, shall we? Matthew 21, verses 23 to 27. So Matthew 21, 23 to 27. Let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus had come into the temple area, the chief priests and the elders of the people approached him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them in reply, I shall ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I shall tell you by what authority I do these things. Where was John's baptism from? Was it of heavenly or of human origin. They discussed this among themselves and said, If we say of heavenly origin, he will say to us, then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we fear the crowd, for they all regard John as a prophet. So they said to Jesus in reply, 
we do not know. He himself said to them, Neither shall I tell you by what authority I do these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the temple area, brothers and sisters, so this is where Jesus is teaching. It's got various levels. The, the heart of the temple, of course, is the Holy of Holies. It is the tabernacle. It's uh, only the priests are allowed in there. Then there's the next ring out where the men, Jewish men, are, are allowed. Then there's the next ring out where Jewish women are allowed. Then there's the next ring out. It's called the Court of the Gentiles. Most likely, it is in the Court of the Gentiles that Jesus kind of went off and tucked in a corner and was teaching over there. Uh, so it's not like he was getting up in front of everybody and teaching. Uh, but because he was teaching within the temple area, uh, the chief priests and the elders of the people uh, I think appropriately enough, came to him and said, hey, okay, you know, tell us what's going on here. Why, why are you teaching? By whose authority are you doing those? Uh, they're responsible for everything going on in the temple. They just wanted to make sure uh, Jesus was, you know, um, I don't know, I don't want to say in line, but, but they, they're responsible for him, so they're checking on him. That is, is easy enough. But Jesus then in this in this wonderful just one simple statement you know question i'll give you i'll i'll ask you one question if you answer for me i'll tell you everything you want to know where was john's bapt john's baptism from heavenly or human origin and you heard the thought process going on within the chief priests and the elders of the people oh you know if we if we say it is of heavenly origin. He's going to say, why didn't we believe it? And if we say it's uh, of the people or, or of human origin, the people are going to be angry at us because they consider him a prophet. Jesus has put us in this catch-22. But do you know what you didn't hear in the midst of this gospel? You didn't hear the chief priests or the elders of the people trying to answer Jesus's question honestly. They were trying to answer it politically. They were trying to figure out what's the right step. How do we do it in order uh, that we not, you know, get painted in a corner ourselves or get the people angry at us? But none of that, my friends, is the question. The question is, where did John's authority come from? And they couldn't answer it because they chose not to answer it. They chose not to engage in the inner struggle with what is true. Where did it come from? My friends, so Renee and I are watching a show. We, we were free on Friday night. It was, it was just one of those nights where we came home, Thad was working, Aileen had some things to do around the house. So we're, we're just sitting there and, and we had had dinner. We're like, what do you want to do? Like, let's go see what's on, on Netflix. And we decided to start a new show and we started The Crown. And now let me tell you something. First of all, it's wonderful. Secondly, let me tell you, don't get into The Crown unless you've got a lot of time because it's got four seasons out there, 10 episodes each season, and each episode's like an hour long. So Renee and I are almost through season one after three nights. I mean, that's, that's putting in a lot of time. Here's my point, though. So it's following, at least right now, the royal family from the death 
of uh, George, uh, King George. It's where it starts in the mid 1930s. Uh, well, mid 1930s with his his ascent to the to the crown, uh, but then ultimately, really in the 50s, when he is uh, he's early 50s, he's dying, and Elizabeth comes to power. We're really looking at those early Elizabethan years, and everybody has an agenda. Everybody, and not only in the royal family, everybody around the royal family, all the servants, everybody, they're not being honest with each other. They're, just, they're all hiding behind things, and they're not being truthful. And I, and I looked at Renee last night, and I'm like, it's got to be so hard wearing those masks all the time. My friends, I, here's my point. I think you and I can get comfortable sometimes in our own roles and in our own masks. No different, I suspect. Just different masks, but no different than the royalty and, and those people around them. Um, and we can start believing those masks are who we are. And so when people engage with us, we're not being honest to who we are and what we're about. I think that's the issue with the chief priests and the elders of the people here. They're not being honest. They're, they're being political and they're trying to sidestep and they're trying to figure out what the best answer would be, but they're not saying, you know, this is what I believe. And if, if this is what I believe, what is this calling me to? Maybe that's worth pondering for us today and saying, what masks have I become too comfortable with? And, uh, and how can I begin to trust who's behind that mask? You know, Billy Joel's The Stranger comes to mind, that song. Oh, so good. So good. But, you know, that whole idea of do we hide and, and to allow a stranger to uh, engage with other people and not our real self. Because I think that's where God dwells, is within our real self. And not, he, doesn't, he doesn't even know the mask, because that's all illusion. He can't engage with that. St. John of the Cross, um, let me tell you something. Uh, I, again, what I know, I know little of. And, and I've had Dark Night of the Soul on my bookshelf for years, and I've not read it yet. Um, but here's what I know. Um, he is a doctor of the church, uh, a theologian, a mystic, a poet. He was incredible. He, he lived, uh, born in 1242. So again, think, um, think of that time in that same time. I mean, the spirit must have been so incredibly active in that 13th century because it has seen Francis of Assisi. It has seen Dominic, St. Dominic. Uh, another Spaniard, by the way, Francis of Assisi, of course, Italian. St. Teresa of Avila, a Spaniard. And now we got St. John of the Cross, a Spaniard. I mean, what was going on in Spain in the 13th century? And to be in the company of those people had to be incredible. Well, John of the Cross was ordained about the age of 25. He was born in 1242, so let's say that was 1267. Age 25, Carmelite, like uh, Teresa of Avila, Avila. And uh, he, um, like Teresa, uh, was a reformer. And like Teresa, when you wish to reform, you are going to meet resistance. And they met all of that. And, and uh, ultimately, uh, for John of the Cross, to the point of imprisonment. Um, 
But, but again, everything, the reason to call him John of the cross is time and time again, he came back to the idea, brothers and sisters, if we are to truly live, we must die to who we are. We must give away uh, in order that we will have life. I mean, it's, it's that classic idea. And he came back to it time and time again, the paradox that the cross leads to resurrection, agony leads to ecstasy, darkness to light, abandonment to possession, denial of self to union with God. If you want to save your life, you must lose it. John of the cross, that's why they call him of the cross. Constantly he's on that paradox and he invites us into that paradox. He was uh, I, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it because I haven't read it, but he was supposed to have been an incredible poet, equaled only by his prose, um, which, you know, Dark Night of the Soul would be prose mostly, but his poem, uh, Ascent to Mount Carmel, is supposed to be incredible. Um, and uh, again, because of all this, he's made a doctor of the church, uh, died too young at the age of 49. Uh, but it was in his, and again, the, the, the uh, paradox here, it was in his prison cell that he came to life, that he didn't allow that to beat it. But that's where he began that mysticism. Not Maybe he didn't begin it, but that's where he experienced it on, on another level and the poetry that came forth and the, and the writings and things and, and just gravitated to who he was, who his name was. Um, and maybe there's something for, for us today. And, and again, I don't speak to you, but me, who can be comfortable in where I am. And I don't want to self-deny uh, or, or give up. Uh, but I think that's what the gospel continually calls us to, isn't it? And um, to challenge ourselves to say, okay, to what do I need to die today? To whom do I need to die? And what does that look like? Let's pray. Uh, we are on the glorious mysteries this week. So let's, uh, again, bring any intentions. I, I want to bring two today. You know, one of the reasons today was so uh, busy was um, had a couple of people die over the weekend and just want to lift them, specifically Gene and Vern. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery, thankfully, the resurrection of the dead. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, blessings to you, and may you have a great rest of the day, what is left in it. And I promise to come to you much earlier tomorrow. God bless. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a very late edition of the Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, December the 14th. Um, <laughs> just been one of those days. In fact, the truth is I totally forgot about the podcast until uh, early afternoon. And by that time, I mean, it has just been such a busy day. So here it is, 5.05, and, uh, and coming to you, it'll be a short one today. But it is a feast day today, St. John of the Cross. So I'll speak a little bit about him and our gospel today. But let's dive right in then, shall we? Matthew 21, verses 23 to 27. So Matthew 21, 23 to 27. Let's break open God's word together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus had come into the temple area, the chief priests and the elders of the people approached him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them in reply, I shall ask you one question, and if you answer it for me, then I shall tell you by what authority I do these things. Where was John's baptism from? Was it of heavenly or of human origin. They discussed this among themselves and said, If we say of heavenly origin, he will say to us, then why did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we fear the crowd, for they all regard John as a prophet. So they said to Jesus in reply, We do not know. He himself said to them, Neither shall I tell you by what authority I do these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the temple area, brothers and sisters, so this is where Jesus is teaching. It's got various levels. The the heart of the temple, of course, is the Holy of Holies. It is the tabernacle. It's uh, only the priests are allowed in there. Then there's the next ring out where the men, Jewish men, are are allowed. Then there's the next ring out where Jewish women are allowed. Then there's the next ring out. It's called the Court of the Gentiles. Most likely, 
it is in the court of the Gentiles that Jesus kind of went off and tucked in a corner and was teaching over there. Uh, so it's not like he was getting up in front of everybody and teaching. Uh, but because he was teaching within the temple area, uh, the chief priests and the elders of the people, uh, I think appropriately enough, came to him and said, hey, okay, you know, tell us what's going on here. Why, why are you teaching? By whose authority are you doing those? Uh, they're responsible for everything going on in the temple. They just wanted to make sure uh, Jesus was, you know, um, I don't know. I don't want to say in line, but but they, they're responsible for him, so they're checking on him. That is is easy enough. But Jesus then, in this in this wonderful, just one simple statement, you know, question. I'll give you. I'll. I'll ask you one question. If you answer for me, I'll tell you everything you want to know. Where was John's John's baptism from? Heavenly or human origin? And you heard the thought process going on within the chief priests and the elders of the people. Oh, you know, if we we say it is of heavenly origin, he's going to say, why didn't we believe it? And if we say it's uh, of the people or, or of human origin, the people are going to be angry at us because they consider him a prophet. Jesus has put us in this catch-22. But do you know what you didn't hear in the midst of this gospel? You didn't hear the chief priests or the elders of the people trying to answer Jesus's question honestly. They were trying to answer it politically. They were trying to figure out what's the right step. How do we do it in order uh, that we not, you know, get painted in a corner ourselves or get the people angry at us. But none of that, my friends, is the question. The question is, where did John's authority come from? And they couldn't answer it because they chose not to answer it. They chose not to engage in the inner struggle with what is true. Where did it come from? My friends, so Renee and I are watching a show. We, we were free on Friday night. It was, it was just one of those nights where we came home, Thad was working, Aileen had some things to do around the house. So we're, we're just sitting there, and, and we had had dinner. We're like, what do you want to do? Like, let's go see what's on, on Netflix. And we decided to start a new show, and we started The Crown and now, let me tell you something. First of all, it's wonderful. Secondly, let me tell you, don't get into The Crown unless you've got a lot of time. Because it's got four seasons out there, ten episodes each season, and each episode's like an hour long. So Renee and I are almost through season one after three nights. I mean, that's, that's putting in a lot of time. Here's my point, though. So it's following, at least right now, the royal family from the death of uh, George, uh, King George. It's where it starts in the mid-1930s. Uh, well, mid-1930s with his, his ascent to the, to the crown. Uh, but then ultimately, really in the 50s, when he is, uh, he's early 50s, he's dying, and Elizabeth comes to power. We're really looking at those early Elizabethan years. And everybody has an agenda. Everybody, and not only in the royal family, everybody around the royal family, all the servants, everybody, they're not being honest with each other. They're, ju- they're all hiding behind things. 
and they're not being truthful. And I, and I looked at Renee last night, and I'm like, it's got to be so hard wearing those masks all the time. My friends, I, here's my point. I think you and I can get comfortable sometimes in our own roles and in our own masks. No different, I suspect. Just different masks, but no different than the royalty and, and those people around them. Um, and we can start believing those masks are who we are. And so when people engage with us, we're not being honest to who we are and what we're about. I think that's the issue with the chief priests and the elders of the people here. They're not being honest. They're, they're being political and they're trying to sidestep and they're trying to figure out what the best answer would be, but they're not saying, you know, this is what I believe. And if, if this is what I believe, what is this calling me to? Maybe that's worth pondering for us today and saying, what masks have I become too comfortable with? And, uh, and how can I begin to trust who's behind that mask? You know, Billy Joel's The Stranger comes to mind, that song. Oh, so good. So good. But, you know, that whole idea of do we hide and, and to allow a stranger to uh, engage with other people and not our real self. Because I think that's where God dwells, is within our real self. And not, he, doesn't, he doesn't even know the mask because it's all illusion. You can't engage with that. St. John of the Cross, um, let me tell you something. Uh, I, again, what I know, I know little of, and, and I've had Dark Night of the Soul on my bookshelf for years, and I've not read it yet. Um, but here's what I know. Um, he is a doctor of the church, uh, a theologian, a mystic, a poet. He was incredible. He, he lived, uh, born in 1242. So again, think... Um, Think of that time, in that same time. I mean, the spirit must have been so incredibly active in that 13th century because it has seen Francis of Assisi. It has seen Dominic, St. Dominic, uh, another Spaniard, by the way. Francis of Assisi, of course, Italian. St. Teresa of Avila, a Spaniard. And now we got St. John of the Cross, a Spaniard. I mean, what was going on in Spain in the 13th century and to be in the company of those people had to be incredible. Well, John of the Cross was ordained about the age of 25. He was born in 1242, so let's say that was 1267, age 25, Carmelite, like uh, Teresa of Avila. Avila. And uh, he, um, like Teresa, uh, was a reformer. And like Teresa, when you wish to reform, you are going to meet resistance. And they met all of that. And, and uh, ultimately, uh, for John of the Cross, to the point of imprisonment. Um, but, but again, everything, the reason to call him John of the Cross is time and time again he came back to that idea. Brothers and sisters, if we are to truly live, we must die to who we are. To who we, are. we must give away uh, in order that we will have life. I mean, it's, it's that classic idea. And he came back to it time and time again, the paradox that the cross leads to resurrection, agony leads to ecstasy, darkness to light, abandonment to possession, denial of self to union with God. If you want to save your life, you must lose it. 
John of the Cross. That's why they call him of the cross. Constantly he's on that paradox, and he invites us into that paradox. He was, uh, I, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it because I haven't read it, but he was supposed to have been an incredible poet, equaled only by his prose. Um, which, you know, Dark Night of the Soul would be prose mostly, but his poem, uh, Ascent to Mount Carmel, is supposed to be incredible. Um, and uh, again, because of all this, he's made a doctor of the church. Uh, died too young at the age of 49, uh, but it was in his, and again, the, the, the uh, paradox here, it was in his prison cell that he came to life that he didn't allow that to be it, but that's where he began that mysticism. Not Maybe he didn't begin it, but that's where he experienced it on, on another level and the poetry that came forth and the, and the writings and things and, and just gravitated to who he was, who his name was. Um, and maybe there's something for, for us today. And, and again, I don't speak to you, but me, who can be comfortable in where I am. And I don't want to self-deny, uh, or, or give up. Uh, but I think that's what the gospel continually calls us to, isn't it? And, um, to challenge ourselves to say, okay, to what do I need to die today? To whom do I need to die? And what does that look like? Let's pray. Uh, we are on the glorious mysteries this week. So let's uh, again, bring any intentions. I, I want to bring two today. You know, one of the reasons today was so uh, busy was, um, had a couple of people die over the weekend and just want to lift them, specifically Jean and Vern. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery, thankfully, the resurrection of the dead. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, blessings to you, and may you have a great rest of the day, what is left in it. And I promise to come to you much earlier tomorrow. God bless.